Every company has breakdowns in their revenue process. Sure thing deals slip into next quarter, competitors creep in and swipe deals away at the last minute, and deals getting single threaded that don't get to power. These are just a few examples of revenue leak, but there are a ton more, and they're preventing your team from reaching their sales targets. That's why I'm such a big fan of Clary's revenue platform. It's the only tool that actually helps leaders take control of their revenue and thrive through any market conditions, especially when things get tough. You can't afford to miss a single detail, but you also can't be leading by gut. Clary combines the science and the art of sales and sales leadership. So go to Clary.com if you want to answer the most important question in your business. Are you going to meet, beat, or miss on revenue? Welcome to the Live Better, Sell Better podcast with your host, Kevin Dorsey of Inside Sales Excellence, the number one Patreon group and YouTube channel for tech sellers and tech sales leaders, where we dive in deep for tactical advice on how to book more meetings, close more deals faster, and lead sales teams to success. But we don't stop there. We also focus on the person in salesperson. We talk about mindset, goals, time management, and so much more. So thank you for listening. And if you're interested, head on over to patreon.com slash inside sales excellence. Now with that, grab a notepad, get ready, and let's dive into the good stuff. But you just touched on something I think is so key, which is storytelling. Talk about that a little bit. How do you create a story throughout this process that is engaging? Yeah. Yeah, you know that is uh, that's challenging again when you're when you got just a hundred words or so to do. But you know you want to make sure you're you know you're talking about the problem, uh, and there are different elements that you might want to poke at because um, there might not just be one problem. Maybe there are different facets of the problem. So uh, you know you maybe your first email touches upon one, the second email touches upon another. Uh, so that's another one way to look at it is kind of you know bringing the problem to life in some different ways. Uh, you know, you may be talking about, uh, you're mentioning, you know, the workshop. Again, there could be a lot of different elements on some of the insights that you're going to share. Uh, you probably can't come right out of the gates and just say all of it. So maybe one of the emails goes a little bit deeper into what, you know, what the workshop will entail and some of the insights that you're going to have. Or, you know, perhaps it's more case study based and some of the experience then that, um, that you have. Because I think that's also key when you're talking enterprises. They want to know that you've done it for companies similar to them. Uh, mm. You know, they're, you know, they're hit up again every which way. So, uh, so how do you tell that story? You know, well, hey, these, you know, here's some workshop, here's some insights. Oh, and it's based on some work that we did for, I used Tesla earlier for, um, I don't know, Ford, uh, you know, some of the work that we've done for Ford. Um, so you, so you want to kind of continue to add on to it and make that come to life in each one of those emails. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's connecting the dots to the whole process because I see that happen a lot too. Like email one talks about this thing, then email two just talks about a totally different thing over here. And we're not connecting the dots. We don't keep that thread going throughout the entire process. Now, where do you know? I guess some of the other channels fit into this. We've been talking a lot about email, and I hope people are kind of picking up on really we're not, we're talking about email. We're talking about messaging. Yeah. And the messaging kind of carries over, but like then where kind of walk me through your thoughts on what channels or like 
Is it just email? Is it email social? Like kind of what have you seen work best for you and your, your companies? Yeah. So uh, email and phone are probably the primary two channels uh, that, that we work with. Uh, we're definitely using LinkedIn from a research standpoint. Uh, but our experience, you know, interestingly for enterprise has not been as strong doing the kind of, you know, connection request and, and, and sending a cold, you know, DM in, in LinkedIn. We, we haven't seen great results uh, from that. I will say for mm-hmm. our company and we're targeting for us, our customers are midsize advertising or small advertising agencies are who our customers are. We get a lot of leads from the kind of the LinkedIn approach. Uh, but but we're really phone and email are probably our two from outreach standpoints are our two main channels. Mm-hmm. And then how do you approach that call then? Right. So we've been sending these emails. How do you approach that call? Like, you, you know, again, like what's the opener there of like, OK, you know, I've been emailing you and all of a sudden you answer. Right. All of a sudden. Wait, wait. He actually answers. Now what? Yeah. Uh, great point. Um, so what we you know, we've done all this great research to personalize the email, uh, well, why are we not using it on the phone as well? Uh, so what we do is, you know, you have to kind of get past the first, you know, uh, song and dance to just at least get them to engage in a little bit of a conversation. But very quickly in your opener, you want, again, make them realize that this is not just a blind cold call. Uh, so, you know, we're going to reference, you know, hey, we've been looking into your business, Tesla, you know, we saw this, you know, you speak on this podcast. So the same type of talk track that we're using for the email we're trying to incorporate that into the beginning of the cold call. So, um, so again, so it's unmistakable that we were that we engaged you on a one-to-one level, and there's a reason, you know, for reaching out. Uh, so that's, uh, you know, that's kind of how we'd like to start, you know, these cold calls um, that we make. And you know, the objective then is to share enough about, uh, you know, hey, you know, here's the personalization, the personalized opener. We talk a little bit about the problem. We make it very clear that, hey, we're not here trying to sell you anything. You know, we've got this interesting workshop that we're looking to offer you. Um, and then we we try to then book, you know, that uh, book a session with them. Um, mm-hmm. If they're not willing to jump right into, you know, a big one hour workshop, then we try to move them. Hey, how about maybe a 15 minute call? We'll just at least dive into what this workshop is all about. Um, and, and that we kind of make it a little bit of a bigger ask. And then we'll pull back and ask for something maybe a little bit, uh, a little bit, uh, you know, smaller uh, of a commitment for on their behalf. I, I love that. Well, what I taught my teams often was twofold. One, what's the big no to little yes? Mm-hmm. What's the big no? Like something that maybe it is too big, but you ask for it because it sets up that smaller yes. Um, but we also very, very often we talked about what's the next best thing and being prepared to make that ask. Okay, we ask for the workshop. They say, no, what's the next best thing? How about a 15 minute, just like overview of what it could be? They say, no, what's the next best thing? Well, if I sent you a video of just some of the main highlights, would you at least give it a watch? It'll be 90 seconds. By that point, they're probably gonna give you a yes. And it's like, all right, fine, yes, I'll watch the video. All right next best thing as we go through this process. And so, so as we start to kind of get towards, towards the end here, as we start to wrap, like really it's almost like, so like what else? We've talked about messaging. We've talked about the channel. We've talked about offering insights. We just started to touch on the call. Like what are some other strategies or tactics you've seen work well for you and your clients to land more of these larger meetings? Yeah. Uh, a couple other things that I'll throw out there, you know, when oftentimes where people are surprised at the, uh, limited number, I guess, of companies that we're reaching out to. 
Uh, and, mm -hmm. and I think when you're doing smaller mid-sized businesses, from my experience, the list have actually been a little bit larger um, than what we do. But when you're doing more enterprise level deals, there's not an endless supply of companies. Uh, you know, we may be reaching out to, again, automotive. Think about how many automotive companies there really are. Uh, you know, I don't know, 20 uh, potentially brands that you could reach out to. So you can't just blast out, you know, these lists. So, um, so I think, you know, taking a more quality over quantity based approach is the mentality that you need to have uh, when you're doing more of these enterprise uh, type of deals. Uh, because mm -hmm. it, and again, it, it's worth it because you, one deal can, can, can make your entire year, uh, it, in some mm -hmm. of these cases. So I think that's, you know, really important to think about. Um, uh, I think also trying to be aware of this is a little bit down the road. Um, but nurturing these prospects is also a, a big key. Uh, because again, you're looking at enterprise deals, the sales cycles are much longer. Uh, you know, there could be six, 12, 18, 24 months. Sometimes you meet with somebody before they're ready to sign on the dotted line for something. So there's a whole process on how do you then stay top of mind with these prospects? You have a great meeting, you go through the workshop, everybody loves each other, but the bottom line is budgets are set for the year. Um, they have another vendor that they're currently working with. So like you need to, but, but doesn't mean there's not an opportunity and it's worth keep staying top of mind when you're going to have multiple million dollar deal with them. So how do you stay top of mind with them? And there's a whole, you know, strategy that we can talk about, you know, briefly about how to actually go ahead mm -hmm. and do that. Yeah, let's, 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 that'll be a great place to kind of really wrap on this topic because I do think it's important because also as you're talking through, it kills me when people use like budget as an early qualifier. Because like this is a large deal, someone's willing to talk, and one of the first questions, you know, rep or a sales dev rep asks, like, so like, do you have budget allocated for this? And they'll say, well, no. And they go, oh, then it's probably not the best time to talk. It's like, no, no, no. That's exactly when you need to be talking. Like, you need to get into that process early versus waiting till those negotiations start to happen. But let's talk nurturing. So either I didn't hear back, or to your point, hey, we love the idea. Budgets are pretty set for for the the quarter right now for the year. Talk to us in in six months. Yep. How do I stay in touch besides just checking in yeah. for six months? Oh, straight? I hate the just checking in, right? <laughs> um, so I think about it in two different buckets. I think ideally you have a marketing bucket. So there's something from a marketing standpoint. Maybe there's a a newsletter that your company puts out. Maybe there's social ads. Something that you're kind of putting out there that you can kind of stay top of mind. Uh, maybe you have that, maybe you don't. Uh, but from what you can actually control as a seller is your communications with them. So what I like to do then is you have your list of these prospects then that you've met with and you've had a conversation with them. You got to know them a little better. You know a little bit more about their business. It's really staying in touch then with uh, what is happening in the marketplace. So you have a reason to reach out. So for example, you know, maybe again, just to kind of use that uh, Tesla and, and the social media thing that we've been talking about here. Um, maybe, you know, you see some report that comes out by Gartner about social media. Uh, that's a great way to reach out to the prospect. Hey, Tom, you know, I was you know thinking about you. I saw this uh, report, thought it would be interesting and pass along your way. There's no ask. There's no let's meet. There's no anything, you know, like that. It's just trying to put something ideally in their inbox, maybe every 30 days um, that adds value back to them.